Hey, Hoagie's Garage Stove. Take two. We're back. We're back. This so. one should be fun. Yeah. I've kind of been looking for I, I follow this guy quite a bit. You know, he's, he's always got stuff on. He's entertaining. He's kind of, you know, he's a character. I like it. And I talked to him up at Houston this summer to see if he'd be on our show. And we kind of had to get it done now because we were going to run out of time. <laughs> Pretty soon he's going to be awful busy again. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we found out he is kind of busy. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, yeah. He's been, you We know, had to postpone it for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, we... Talked earlier, and yep. was like, hey, is there any way I could go a little bit later? So yeah. we kind of swapped shows a little bit and moved him to later. He was just, a, he was a busy guy. So Which worked out good, too, because he had lots to tell us, and yeah. we, we would have had to almost cut him off to get our other one in before they had their meeting. So it worked out perfect. It worked out. Sometimes things just work the, out the for racing, a reason. The racing gods were looking out for us tonight. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, But when we come back. On here, we'll have Wes Irwin with Living Like an Outlaw. He drives the, the Shaggin' Wagon. Well, that's the trailer. And then the, the what is it, Blue Monster, what's he call it? i got to think now. I don't know. But anyways, he drives a T-shirt trailer, and he's going to have lots of stories for us, I think. Ow, son of a gun! What the heck you did now, bud? Wow, frick, I nailed my dang fingers trying to fix these cabinets. Well, you know what? It's time... We freaking just get somebody to build us some cabinets. Well, it'd be better than you and me doing it. Yeah, you got that right. Too bad we ain't a little closer to PA. We can call Mount Tabor Cabinetry. Yeah, I heard Chris Fizzle's one of the best. That's what that's what I've heard according to things we read and see. But yeah, so if you want to reach out, maybe we can call him for tips. Absolutely. You know, I bet he might help us out. But his number is seven one seven seven five two. 7014. One more time. 717 752 7014. Or look up Mount Tabor Cabinetry on Facebook. Where are you going now, bud? We ain't done yet. I gotta freaking go get some band aids. I'm bleeding like a sieve. Well, well stop the recording before you go because I don't know how. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage and we got Wes Irwin with us tonight. Living like an outlaw. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. I really am, uh, you know, living the dream, really. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. We don't all get to live our dreams. <laughs> you know, I, I am very fortunate. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm very, uh, I don't I don't take nothing for granted anymore. I, I am very fortunate that I get to do what I do. It's it's pretty badass. That's, that's awesome. So before we get into what you're, doing right now let's let's get back into your younger days how did you ever get started with racing back in the day what did you race or what you know how did you get involved yeah yeah um you know just like anybody that's probably listening to your show or you know anybody involved in racing i feel like we all been involved somehow or another for a long time and uh you know i'm one of those guys you know i I born into a, a racing family um you know your your whole life revolved around going to the races you know and uh my dad uh some of my uncles they raced my my late brother he raced you know we just uh grew up around it in uh central pennsylvania and uh obviously a hot for dirt track racing yep. and uh you know i was fortunate enough to do some of that myself but before i actually raced um uh, uh sprint cars um uh, i raced uh jet skis professionally i uh I'm kind of like the, not the black sheep of the family in a bad way, but <laughs> I've always been a guy that loves the beach. I'm a, I'm a beach guy. I love, I love the surfing and I listen to reggae music. You know, I've always been a beach guy and, uh, you know, I spent a good amount of my life, probably more now. So over half my life living in Florida and, uh, you know, I raced jet skis down here back in the day and then I ended up in a sprint car and did my thing there wasn't the best racer but you know i did okay for myself but um more of a more of a guy that likes to i always tell people i was better at running my mouth than my race car so um <laughs> got really involved in like doing media type things and uh that's where it's led me and uh you know fortunate enough when i when i retired from racing um scott gobreck up in pennsylvania there owns a couple tracks and you know kevin gobreck's brother so yep. a very popular family very well known asked me to work at susquehanna speedway when i got out of racing and uh he just bought it and 
I was, I wasn't doing anything. So, uh, kind of was like his fan liaison kind of guy and, uh, really enjoyed being part of a track and watching that place go from like, uh, rags to riches. Really. Um, he took a track that was falling apart and in a year's time, I mean, being involved in it, I seen like just what we did to make that place better. And what is that now? It's called Bass Motor Speedway now, but, um, I worked for him for like a year and then, uh, I just, you know, I wanted to be the GM and I didn't have that opportunity. And I kind of said, well, you know, I had fun doing what I'm doing, but I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore. And I ended up moving back to Florida and, you know, uh, I think it was, uh, I was down here a year and I was like, it was cool. I got back to doing my beach job, but I was an older man at that time. And I was like, (laughs) it's not the same, you know, and. I was kind of out of racing and it, it kind of bothered me a little bit. And, uh, the outlaws called me and, uh, here I am, you know, so now I work for the uh, world racing group, uh, with the sprint car series. And thanks to some people that, you know, are in the organization knew I was passionate and they knew I would be a good fit. And, uh, here we are, you know, we're working for them now and it's led to a lot of things really. So, I got to go back to jet ski racing. <laughs> That's where I was going to. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's, it's badass, man. Yeah, so you. explain that to us. I mean, is there a bunch of jet skis out there? You guys going into a circle? Is it a, more of a road course? I mean, what the heck yeah, are you doing, you know, and did you ever get hurt? The, 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 the jet ski racing isn't as big as it was back then. And uh, so... You know, it, it, they still have it going on, but it's not a big deal like it used to be, unfortunately. But a really cool sport. It's kind of like, you know, I did, uh, it's like motocross on water, really. It is. You're making lefts and rights, and you're racing against maybe, you know, off the rubber band, the start line. You're probably racing against maybe 20 other guys. So it's pretty intense. And, uh, you know, I never got hurt. I've been hit by skis and, you know, flew off my ski in a whole nine yards, but never really got hurt like I did in sprint car racing, but <laughs> I broke a lot of bones doing that. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was a fun time, uh, a great time to be in that sport. Uh, Budweiser was a big sponsor of it at one time. And, you know, so we were on ESPN two or maybe the Ocho, I don't know, but you know, <laughs> it, was, it was televised and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. It really was. Uh, made a pretty good uh, chunk of change doing it. And, uh, you know, went up the ranks pretty quickly and got to race with some really cool people. Like uh, back in the day, you had Chris Fischetti and uh, Chris McCluggage, uh, just some big names back in the day, if anybody's familiar with that stuff. And, you know, it was fun. You know, we got to, uh, you know, not only did I race the what they called the closed course, but they started another series up called the Iron Man, which was you got on a bigger jet ski, like a three-seater, and they were beefed up son of a bitches, I'm telling you. And you would do like, it was called the Iron Man, you'd do like 200, like 200 miles in the ocean, or you would be in a river and run like a, a square track for 200 laps, you know, and oh switch God. out with another rider. It was intense stuff, you know, and it was kind of cool because I get to the Iron Man stuff, I got... I was ranked 20, like in the top 25 in the world. And, uh, you know, in a, in a magazine called splash magazine. And I thought that was kind of cool, you know, and, uh, just really some good people in that sport, just like dirt racing, you know, racing's a big community and oh, people yeah. really take care of each other. Even in that, you know, even on the water, but, uh, yeah, very intense stuff. Uh, I always say when people ask me about it, it's like motocross on water because, you could be in a river, a lake, or the ocean. So, you know, if you're on the ocean, obviously, a little rougher because you had waves and stuff like that. So, you know, you're you're on the course and you're jumping, too, because you're going through waves. So, uh, pretty intense stuff. You're going at speeds like 75, 80 miles an hour. And, uh, you know, no shocks, no nothing. So, <laughs> probably why my shoulders hurt all the time. I guess but... <laughs> your knees are your shock absorbers. So Yeah, everything your body is. and. Yep. uh uh, just an intense sport, but a cool sport. Unfortunately, it's not as big as it used to be. And uh, But, you know, my heart was always in car racing, and I knew I'd get back to it someday, and I did. So I'm kind of like a guy. Uh, uh, there's a legend from Pennsylvania. His name was Smokey Snailbaker. 
you know, and a lot of people knew who he was. And he started racing sprint cars late in his life, kind of like I did. But, uh, you know, I, I loved every minute of that, too. You know, I raced sprint cars for quite some time. Uh, even got to race in Australia through through a sponsor. And, you know, I it's kind of cool because I'm over there and Donnie Schatz and, you know, Brad Sweet and guys like that were over there. And they didn't know who the hell I was at that time. <laughs> and, you know, I wasn't a big name. So, but uh, I had some great people over there that put me in midget cars, sprint cars. I even ran a class called uh, Australian Stock Cars where you actually, you know, you hit the other car to take them out of the loop and uh, just some intense stuff, you know. We, um, we call but, it roller derby on cars more or less when yeah. we watch it here. <laughs> well, I remember when I signed up for it, uh, the family I drove the midget car for said, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, well, yeah. I said yes to it, so I'm going to do it. And uh, – <laughs> Yeah, he got bruised up pretty good. And, but those guys over there, what a, a, a great uh, – Australia is great. You know, like those people are so passionate about dirt track racing. And, uh, you know, it's not as – I don't want to take it away from them, but not as serious as it is here, you know. And uh, But it's fun, you know. A guy like me who was, uh, you know, maybe a 10th, 11th place car, I was running, you know, top three over there. So, um you know, a good time to be racing cars, a good time to be alive. So I had a, I've had a great life racing stuff, but I'm really, I'm really happy to be on the other side of the fence, you know, and, and doing what I do. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we just got done having Mick Saylor on just before you, we were talking to him over in Australia, which is just oh, yeah. really cool, cool for us to talk to people over there. So yeah, they, 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 I mean, they love it. I mean, they really, really love a racing. The only problem over there is, it's such a big country, yeah. Uh, you know, to go from one track to the other, you're, you know, you're traveling a lot. But, you know, kind of ironic. I do that anyway now. So, um, you know, <laughs> not I as bad as over there, though. In. Yeah, no, you go, you drive a long way to go to get to the next racetrack. Yeah, uh, they they're not like on top of each other like we're fortunate to have here. Yeah. What do you tell us? Twenty hours one way when we had. Yeah, it's crazy. Jordan, Jordan John, Charge yeah. on. So. Yeah, I mean, when I was over there, I raced down in Tasmania. Um, so I flew down there yep. and met up with the team I was racing for. But coming back to the mainland, you know, you took a ferry with the rig and, uh, you know, nine hours to get back to the mainland. I think it was eight or nine. And uh, <laughs> just crazy, you know, to just think about that. You know, yeah. you have to go this far to go race a dirt track. And that's so. that's just normal for them. They don't even think of it. Hardly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So... The job you have right now, tell us, tell us everything this job involves. I mean, it's well, not just selling shirts. What, what do you do? <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny how I, I fell into this. And, you know, when, when I was first talked to about running the merchandise trailer, and that's what I do for them. Um, if you come to a World of Outlaws, not setting your drink sprint car series event, and you come to the merchandise trailer, you're going to meet me. You can't miss me. And find, find uh, big blue in the shagging wagon. You'll be yeah, there. That's right. The swagging wagon, we call her. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty, um, noticeable, uh, <laughs> thanks to the Mohawk. And, you know, I, I love people and I love racing people. They're great. You know, you get, you know, it's not always fun and games sometimes, but you know, I, I, I joined up with them and I thought, well, you know, I'm not really into selling stuff and per perhaps, you know, I can get on the officiating side. Uh, after a couple of years, but, uh, I guess I did a good job and, uh, uh, I can't get out of this goddamn thing. So I've been in this trailer going on my seventh year and I don't mind. I really don't. Uh, it's, uh, created a little bit on the side for me with this living like outlaws vlogging I do. And, uh, yep. it's, it's been, it's been cool. Um, the thing about it is like 95% of your fans that come to the racetrack, I get to meet them. Yeah. And to talk to so many people that are coming from all over is really, really cool. And uh, the friendships I made is incredible, you know? Yeah. And you got your almost famous selfies that you do. Yeah, you know, well, so what, what happened is, you know, I started working for him. I thought, well, you know, I'm going to help him out a little bit and, and then kind of do some fun stuff on the side. And I started a, a, a social media platform called Living Like Outlaws. And it's grown. It's... uh you know, what turned out to be just for fun has almost turned into kind of like a business for me. And, uh, you know, 
we do some videos. We're going to do a lot more this year, but we do some video series. Uh, I have this thing called the Almost Famous Suey Selfie, and and people are familiar, so they come up there and they get one. And uh, you know, we're going to have sponsors and everything behind it now. And you know, I'm starting to make a little um, cash on the side to to help me like grow that living like Otwalls a little bit, which led into something really cool helping youngsters out. And uh, um, I have a youth program now and right now i believe we have 17 kids and uh you know obviously it's not going to be one of those things where you know i'm sending each kid 10 grand uh but it's more of a it's more of a marketing trade out to help them grow their social media teach them how to talk uh to people and and be interviewed and you know some of these kids are really good at it and they've gotten sponsors because of it because you know, my following grew really big, and uh, thanks to the Outlaws. I mean, uh, they gave me an opportunity to have a big stage to work on, and, you know, if you work for the World of Outlaws, obviously you're going to have people follow you. And I thought, why not help some other people out? And yep. these kids are my, my thing right now, and, uh, you know, they're great kids. I love each and every one of them, and their their families are nice people. And, you know, not all of them are going to end up being race car drivers in the future, but uh, I'm going to say a good handful of them are going to really be a big time driver somewhere and just to help them grow, um, you know, and, and, and be better at speaking and, and learn how to talk to sponsors and, you know, get more noticed because today I'm telling you this, it's not the same when I race, you could walk into a, a shop and say, Hey, you want to sponsor me? And it'd be like, not a big deal. You know, they throw you a couple bucks, but you know, the day of finding the sponsor is really, really hard. So yeah. um, if you're good at social media, um, I feel like a lot of people that have businesses really kind of rely on that a little more than they do oh, yeah. stay websites. And, you mm-hmm. know, so these kids are getting an opportunity to, like, showcase themselves a little bit more. And, um, you know, we're we're going to I'm going to step that program up a little more every every year. Uh, I got some uh, tricks up my sleeve. So to help them even more. And, um, I, I, a great group of kids, uh, it's, it's a fun, it's a pleasure to work with the outlaws. It really is. Um, they treat me really well and, uh, I don't have no complaints. Um, I might've in the beginning because I didn't want to be stuck in a t-shirt trailer, but you know, it's turned into something for me and, uh, I kind of like embraced it a little bit better, you know, as we go further into my career and, uh, you know, seven years going into the merchandise trailer, it's, it's definitely a record. Um, I don't, I think the longest people were four years in it. I'm in it seven now. So, um, yeah, it, it's hard though. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I live a great life and get to see the country and, and yeah. meet great people and have a good time in the middle of the week. But when you work, you work and, uh, it's a lot of work. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like I said it's not just standing there opening up a door and selling stuff. You got a lot to do beforehand. No, no. But no, not not in my world. It's definitely not just opening the doors. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's a lot, and uh, you know the outlaws have been really uh, really good with me, understanding the fact that you know maybe I'm getting a little bored doing what I do, and I feel like you're going to see some new things coming out of uh, the midway, and you're going to see me involved in it. So uh, baby steps, you know, obviously, but um, they're have, they're giving me some opportunities to have a bigger responsibility. So I'm hoping we have a great time this year and, uh, the fans come down to see us and we're going to give them a little more than they, they've seen on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, going back to your, your youth program, we sponsor the grafing boys around here, Reagan and river. We give throw okay. them a little yep. money and just, to, to watch them young kids when they race and they win a race, the sheer excitement that they have at an early yeah. age, it's just it's just a lot of fun to watch. Hey, and these kids, I'm telling you, they have no fear, man. Um, you know, like, I see kids doing some magical things in sprint cars and late models or whatever you may be, and some of them are only like 11, 12 years old. Now, yeah. obviously, with the Outlaws, you got to be 16, but, you know, not to get off the beaten path here, but... I spend my winters in Volusia Speedway Park. You know, I yep. live here during the winter time, which this track is owned by World Racing Group, so hence why I stay here. But um, I work on the safety crew there uh, at yep. the track here yep. for some of the bigger events over the winter. And you know, 
there was a kid, I think he was 12 years old, won a uh, race in the Sunshine Nationals. I'm like, 12 years old? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, that's crazy. You I know, wasn't thinking crazy. about doing stuff like that when I was 12. <laughs> right, right. You didn't, yeah. I mean, you didn't even know what a girl was back then. <laughs> no, <laughs> not are, back then we didn't. Yeah, you, not, these kids are racing cars. They're superstars already. And uh, it's, it's insane. But, uh, yeah, I mean, our future of racing really relies on these kids. So, you know, that's my little, my little thing. If I can help them, you know, it's going to keep our sport alive when we're long gone. And, uh, you know, I hope the best for racing, you know, you don't know what the future is going to be like. I mean, you hear a lot of stupid things out there, you know, electric cars and weird shit like that. But, um, you know, these kids, if I can help them, uh, stay the, the right path, um, you know, so be it. Yeah. What good would racing be with electric cars? Where's the roar and the noise? The the smell. <laughs> right. The smell, yeah, the alcohol well, I think, smell. I think that was a talk like a couple of years ago, but I think they don't talk about it much anymore. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, obviously our sport is, you know, I hate to say it in a weird way, but it's kind of Neanderthal in a sense. But um, but it's still kicking in. It's still, I mean, right now, like sprint car racing is, you know, really big. And, uh, you know, I feel like this is the time right now to shine. So, yep. you know, you got all these other series starting up and, you know, people are talking about that and how it's going to do this and how it's going to do that. But I'm hoping it helps everybody. And, uh, there's room, there's room for everyone to race. And, uh, hopefully that doesn't change things yeah. and it just makes us bigger, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the big talk right now is the two different series and all that, yeah. but, I, I truly hope that, you know, from what I've seen, they're still in a way working together. They're allowing them to go to Knoxville Nationals. They're, you know, they're, yeah. it's, it's, it seems like, you know, we're right by Houston's. Um, we're 20 minutes from Houston's. So, oh, cool, um, cool. you know, the high bank nationals looks like it's open for the high limits to come to that. Yes. And, um, yes. you know, it, so it, it, it's, it's it, open to everybody, you know, it's like, there's no, uh, you know, at least with the World of Outlaws, if you want to race with us, you can race with us. Now, yep. we might have our, our our grips a little tighter on some of our guys, but you know, there's a reason for it, and I'm not gonna I'm nope. not gonna get into it or no. you know, nope. get into political shit about it. But like, there's a reason for it, and yep. it was to you know kind of keep order a little bit. But uh, you know, I think it's it's all gonna work out. It yeah. really is. So. I, I got to ask you this. What What is it like driving all over the place? I mean, I, I've, I've heard that getting a haircut, uh, finding a good barber is really tough, and oh, la- yeah. laundromats oh, yeah. are god-awful. So, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I make fun of the laundromat thing a lot. And uh, honestly, it really doesn't bother me. I just like to pick on it a little yep. bit. But I'll tell you, you know, if, you know, to understand how we live is, uh, I mean, I don't even know how we do it, really, honestly. Um, it's tough, you know. Like, you know, I, I obviously have a haircut that's kind of hard to cut. So, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of a tough haircut on the road. But, um, you know, I, I go to some foreign areas I know. I, I've gotten to know people over the years, oh, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, so I have, have my favorites. And sometimes you're in a place where you don't know anything. And, you know, so you're walking in blind and, you know, you walk out and your head's lopsided a little bit, but it is what it is. You don't, uh, you don't get mad because you're living on the road. You got to do what you got to yeah. do. Uh, you know, finding laundromats, just finding anything is, it's, it's not tough anymore for me just because I've been out here a long time, but like for somebody that's just coming out on the road and living this life, it's pretty tough. Um, you know, there's no guide to it, you know, it's, uh, this road life's uh, not for everybody, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, we're a big happy family when we're out here traveling. So, you know, a lot of drivers have their own RVs and we kind of live together. You know, you might pass them on the highway and say, where are you staying at? Where are you staying at? You know, and, yep. uh, you know, you hang out during the middle of the week. But uh, it's not for everybody, that's for sure. It's really, really hard. It, uh, you know, you don't get to go home. Um, I personally don't really have a home anymore so you know it's wherever i parked that toter home it's kind of home so um but just you know the everyday things that you guys take for granted that you know you you work a nine-to-five job and you know 
You can go down to the grocery store. You know when you're going to – you have a washer and dryer in your house. It's way different for us. Oh, but yeah. I ain't complaining, not at all. Yeah, uh, it's just a totally different lifestyle. It is so weird, man. It, I can't even tell you. Um, it's like being in a rock band without a guitar, you know. Um, <laughs> you're, you live like a rock star, but, you know, you don't play an instrument. It's just yeah. – uh, it's a crazy life. But the things that you see and the things that you get to do are – they're insane, you yeah. know, like, uh, they make it worthwhile. Just, yeah, man. I was like, if you talk about a national monument, I've probably seen it. If you talk about the best bar in the world or whatever, I've been there and those things, not everybody gets to do that. So I'm re- really grateful. So it makes some of those hard nights, you know, when you have to drive, you race on a Friday and you have to drive five hours to get to the track for Saturday and yep. it, it makes them a little, a little better. Um, you know, because you know, like, wow, I got the, I got a whole week off. You know, yeah. that's my weekend is a whole week, and uh, you get to have some fun. So, yeah. um, I'm looking forward to our schedule this year because it's a little different, and uh, we're racing a lot of new tracks that we haven't been to, so new territory to uh, investigate, and uh, uh, mainly like Texas, Oklahoma. We're going to a lot of places there we haven't been to. So, you know. Um, What's really cool, like, I can post on my page, hey, you know, I'm coming to Kennedale, Texas, and I know nothing about it. And I will get recommendations out the kazoo of what to do, where to park, and what to, you know, that's the difference between where I'm at now, seven years later, to where I was the first year, you know. And, you know, the first year was kind of like, here's your keys, here's the truck just show up at the races i'm like okay yeah uh, you know, uh you know my rig's 80 foot long and it's not you know you're not just gonna pull into the you know the post office or the supermarket and, no you know you gotta plan everything out a little bit and yep. you know we're pretty smart um you know i don't own a house matter of fact i my last vehicle was a jeep i sold that like i don't even know four years ago um i don't need it you know um I have a Honda Ruckus I put in the trailer that's tagged so I can ride that. I have an electric stand-up scooter. Uh, I can rent cars. I can Uber or whatever. But anymore today, when I pull into a place, you know, the fans are the ones that take care of me. And, uh, you know, they give me a car to use. Some A lot of places I go, you know, a family will give me a car. Here's my car, my extra car. Use it for the week, you know. And it's just, it's really badass. It really is. Yeah. That's, cool. That's the joys of a racing family that we talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. And, I mean, you know, just like anything, uh, people get mad at each other. We fight like siblings out here, and you know, but we make up. You know, we're drinking a beer two days later. Yeah. And same with the drivers. You know, they get mad at each other. But, um, I mean, what a great group of drivers we have, too, out here. You know, these guys are, you know, they're rock stars, man. And they, uh, they're very humble people. I think our sport's one of those few sports where everybody's pretty approachable and uh, you don't really have to have a lot to get there to see them. And uh, uh, myself as well. Like, I would love when people come and talk to me about everything and, you know, we do all this fun stuff. And, you know, we're we're in a good place. We we have a good sport. Uh, I think the fans are really loyal and dedicated. And, you know, you get on social media and you see a lot of bullshit on there sometimes, but... You know, people have a right to say something, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just out there to see a good race, and, uh, you know, that's all you can hope for. Yeah, but that social media, sometimes I can really enjoy just reading comments that people make, because <laughs> yeah. you know the ones that don't have any idea what they're talking about. <laughs> right. It, some of them are pretty silly, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people will tell you social media is a bad thing, but I think for what we all do for a living, it's a great thing, and, uh, you know... I, I surround myself with positive people. So like, you know, I have friends that are very well known in social media and do the same thing I do in a, in a different way. Like, you know, I spend a lot of time with my brother, Kenny Wallace and, you know, like I consider him like a, a, a mentor to me, you know, when I have an issue or I'm like, I don't really know how to present something. I just ask him, you know, and he, he'll tell you what's up, you know, uh, yeah. you got Rico. Enrico are really good friends and you know there's a guy doing some great things and yep. what an influencer he is you know uh to to the youth to anybody with a handicap or you know yeah uh, these are people that are very important so there's a lot of good people in racing you know we got you know like chatty maddie 
young girl, yep. loves racing, very, very knowledgeable, knows what she's talking about, uh, doing a really good thing for the IRA series, and I help her as much as I can. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good people out there. Uh, you know, so all that negative shit that you see and you read, you know, there's there's people that are positive that can cancel that out. I oh guess yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where where do you go that you sell more merchandise than anywhere else? Well, you know, people always think that, like, when we go to Knoxville for the Nationals or Eldora for the Kings Royal, like, oh, I bet you make so much money there. Actually, those are the places where we don't make a lot because, you know, those are the places we race at quite often. And, yeah. you know, what I tell people is, like, no, we don't really make a lot there because I feel people that go to, like, Knoxville Nationals or Eldora, they're hardcore race fans. So, you know, they've already seen the – our trailer. They already bought their outlaw stuff. Yep. Now they're going to buy the driver's stuff. You sure. know, um, Every driver so in the country a, is there with his trailer, too. That's right. That's right. So, you know, the places where we sell the most are like uh, first visit or we haven't been there in a long time kind of thing. So when we head to Texas, when we leave here, when we leave Florida and we head to Texas, those places are going to be insane. Um, you know, we always really sold a lot at Devil's Bowl, so... You know, the Texas people really, really grasp it and they really take it in and they, they spend a lot of money. So uh, I feel like when we go down this spring, we're going to sell a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, a busy time. Um, you know, anytime we're in a place that we haven't been to in a while, you know, like we go to Williams Grove, what, six times? Yeah. Um, and they're pretty hardcore about their drivers. So it's 50-50, you're going to sell something. But, and you're there six times, so... Pretty much they already bought your stuff, yep. and it makes the day a little easier, I guess you could say. We don't have to work as hard, but um, we we do pretty well, though. I mean, the amount of stuff that gets goes out of that trailer is insane, and uh, it's kind of mind-boggling sometimes. Um, <laughs> once When, you know, the year 2020, when COVID hit, and we kind of sat still for a while, when we came back out, Holy crap, did we sell stuff. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if people thought maybe it was the end of racing or the end of the world, but they bought everything. I mean, if I had the tires for sale on the trailer, they would have bought them. And they, it was just insane. It was an insane time. Online orders, like when we were sitting still, were, you know, 100 packages every two days were going out. Yeah. Uh, so that's our, you know, that just goes to show you the fans. They're really, they supported it even in the bad times. So hopefully we, we don't go through that again, but yeah, uh, no doubt. you know, you know, huh. it's, it's hit and mess. It depends on where you're at. You know, we go out to California, we sell pretty good out there because you know, we're only out there once a year now, not twice, but, um, it's, it's pretty, pretty steady business. Uh, I'm very, very lucky though. Like I get to go in the grandstands and watch the races when our cars hit the track because Anastasia that works with me, not that she doesn't like racing, but she's okay sitting in the trailer. So it works out for me, you know, and, uh, um, I get to watch a lot of racing. So people are always like, Oh, I bet you don't get to watch a lot of racing, but I actually do. And, uh, thank God, because I mean, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I'm here because of the racing. So um, go ahead. You, Tope. you got the trailer fully loaded. Now you're ready to go. Do you have any well, idea? <laughs> well, I'm assuming now we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Do you have that's, any idea? How many different pieces of merchandise you carry on the trailer? At you know, uh, it's funny that you say that because I'm like, I'm kind of like uh, behind the eight ball a little bit. But uh, I've been working in it for the last three days, and uh, it's, it's pretty well set up. I can get, I'm going to say I'm probably like 65, 70% set up. So I got tomorrow and Friday to get it done. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, we got more stuff than I have trailers. So, um, it's like putting a puzzle together, um, trying to find a home for all this stuff, but we have some good stuff. I mean, we're really, we really have some really cool stuff coming out this year. And, yeah. uh, I think it'll be a hit. So how many, course, piece, how many pieces do you think you got in the trailer when you get it loaded? Do you have any idea? Uh, well, you know, right now we have like 13 t-shirts, I believe. Uh, that's just the ones on the wall. And then you have all your, your clearance t-shirts and your five dollar t-shirts so you know that's a bunch right there but then we might have seven hoodies i think going on the wall 
and then our kids stuff, you know, there's probably five pieces Our women's stuff, probably five pieces. So, you know, the big bulk stuff, um, you know, the shirts and the hoodies, we got a lot of that. We probably have 13 different hats. And then we got all those tchotchkes that call them, you know, license plates, lanyards, you yeah, know, yeah. magnets. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit. <laughs> I mean, like if I had to really sit down and count it and I've never done that, but maybe I'll do that this year, but there's a lot of stuff in there. And I, you know, every day I look in there, I'm like, how the hell do I even get this in here? Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy, you know, and you know, we're going to have a new trailer. I think, uh, it's scheduled to be built like in, I think two years. So we're going to have to hang on to the old swagging wagon for a little bit, but hopefully, uh, the new trailer will be a little bit like, you know, made for these times, you know, where yeah. you can kind of store things the right way. But, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there and there, if you can't find something in our trailer, something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So how often do you have to resupply and then do they just like ship it to the next track you're going to be at or how does that work? Yeah, pretty much like I, I'd say every three weeks, whatever track we're headed to, there'll be something waiting for me, just kind of restock a little bit. So, you know, about every three weeks, you get to a track and there might be 10 bucks sitting there for you. But it's kind of nice because all these tracks have, you know, good shipping addresses and uh, that's how we get it out there. I mean, I never, you know, we're based out of North Carolina. So yeah. I'm only there, you know, for the world finals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I go up there in the beginning of the year and pick up my trail and load it up. But so, yeah, you're definitely not going home to pick shit up. That's for sure. No, no you're home not taking her back every weekend. Yeah, every other you're week. not going to home base. But like when we head out west, we kind of we kind of overstock a little heavy because I mean, obviously shipping costs a little more sure. when you're sending stuff from the east coast to the to the west coast. So it's it's done. Uh, it's done right. You know, logistically, they have figured out. Uh uh, fortunately, I don't have to do any of that, so <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. I I have enough headaches, but uh, yeah, my my uh, Brandy that uh, works with me, she makes sure we're we're stocked up when we need stuff, and uh, you know she sits in her cubicle and gets it done. So, um, you know, we might have to call her once in a while and remind her we're running low on something, and get her on a, you know get a head start on it. But like most of our merchandise comes out of the East Coast, so yeah. Yep. Um, you got to make sure you got to make sure, you know, there's times where, um, uh, I don't, I think there's any really bad track that we go to that you can't ship to, but yeah, sometimes it's a little bit of a, a hassle. It depends on what track it is. And, um, you know, it, if it gets there the day of the race that morning, that's a little hectic, but like if it gets there the day before I'm usually already there and meeting with somebody already, cause you get to know these people and oh, they're yeah. like, they let, they let you know. It'll give you a truck to use and run it down to your trailer and throw it in there. But, uh, you know, it, it works out. We make it work. You bet. Well, before we get into some of our rapid-fire questions here, you brought you, you said something that made me think. Oh, no. You said, uh, <laughs> like, the best bars. What? Oh, man. Give me, I'll tell you. Give me, uh, give me, like, a top five of the best bars. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because – uh, Sean Michael, uh, a guy from Pennsylvania, he owns the 20 car that Justin Peck drove here for the, uh, 360 yep. racer at uh, Volusia this past week. And, uh, I think he'll, he'll take the wings off and they'll run USAC. Uh, I think a lot of times he put team Mez in the car or whatever, but uh, a good friend of mine. And we were uh, sitting at a bar last night and, you know, I was showing him my touch tunes and, uh, he goes, Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, they have touch tunes in the bar. You know, you can play your own music and stuff. You have an account. And uh, I showed him the stats on there. It showed, like, my touch tunes. I played songs in 181 different bars last year. <laughs> and I'm like, holy hell, I didn't even know that. But um, <laughs> it's kind of kind of wild, you know, to look at stuff like that and say, wow, I've been to that many bars. And uh, I mean, But, you know, that's part of the midweek life, you know. Oh, yeah. um, I'm a big fan of, like, and the reason why. Um, you know, with living like outlaws, I like to go to these places that are small mom and pop kind of thing yep. and promote them a little bit because like, if you're going to come to, <coughs> you're going to come to I-55, we'll use that as an example. Um, you know, 
Kenny and I go to a couple different bars there that he's turned me on to. And I'll promote the crap out of them because, like, I know they're close to the racetrack. And we want the fans to know they can go somewhere when they have some downtime and things like that. But as far as the top five, oh, wow. That'd be rough to even like, that's think That's going to be about tough it. when you've been to 180 of yeah. them. So. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, that's insanity when you think about it. But, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times I just, I don't go there because it's a bar. I go there because I, I get dinner there or whatever or lunch. Well, you got to yeah. get your oh, wing it, count. It just happens to be a bar. Yeah, the wing count was fun, man. I'm telling you. So, you know, you know, we'd like to do fun things like that. And last year I, I said at the beginning of the year, I'm going to gonna do a wing count because I really love wings. And I probably got 25 favorite places, and it'd be tough to name them all off. But one that comes to mind is up in Grand Forks, uh, North Dakota, called uh, Pirates K. Uh, I I will go insane if I don't get to go there at least twice. Uh, just the best wings I ever had in my life. But, um, you know, we set out to do that just for fun, and I ate 1,080 wings last year. And then, you know, I, I look back on it, and I'm like, well, no wonder my scale's going off to the red. But, uh, you know, so I changed it up a little bit. We're doing a shot count this year, and not that I'm going to do 1,080 shots. God, I hope not. But um, I'm up to – I had one tonight, so I'm up to 25. And, uh, you know, I just want to, like – I do it more to, like, bring attention to that that establishment for the race fan so they can go there. So – you know, I, I'm, you know, I have a, the ability to do that, so why not, you know, and, and have fun at the same time. But, um, yeah, the top five bars, man, I'm telling you, that'd be a rough one because I like a lot of them. There you go. And, so, yeah, there's some great ones out there. So, that, and we we like to walk into some of those places that look like you probably don't want to walk into. And they some turn of them out are the be best. the best bars. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember one in uh, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, um, we were up there and we had a, we had a couple days to kick around and we were doing a little bar tour and this was soon, it was right after COVID. So some of them weren't open late and all that, but we found one on a side street. And when I walked in there and seen the bartender had a gun strapped to him and, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't be in here, but it ended up being one of the best bars we ever went to and, uh, turned out to be a fun time, you know? It's kind of like, especially me with a mohawk and stuff, when you walk into a place and it's like, you know, the record player scratches and everybody looks at you, the record stops and it scratches and everybody's turning around looking at you and you're like, oh yeah, I don't know about this. But then you end up, end up finding out that you end up having a good time with these people. So um, it's just part of the life, you know? Oh, I, I love to travel the two lanes if I go places and you stop yeah. at the mom and pop place in the little town of 300 people. Those sometimes yeah. your best food and your best people. That's right. You're exactly right. I mean, I don't mind big franchise stuff, but like I'm trying to help the little guy out a little bit because if they're near a racetrack, you know, hopefully one day they'll work together too. And, yep. uh, you know, it's just kind of a, I kind of try to make my thing a big circle. Yep. So what, what's your go-to shot then? What's your best flavor there? Or you go with the shot of the week at the bar or? Well, what I'm going to try and do with this shot count is do uh, as many different kinds that I, as I can, okay. you know. I'm not going to do the same thing every time I walk in. So, uh, so far, my favorite is probably going to be uh, um, lemon drops, but I always like those. I had a really good one down here in Florida, but um, I don't know. We're going to find out what my favorite is there this you year. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'll check and with I, you when you get up to Houston, and we'll see where you're at by then. Oh, yeah. You know, and. I mean, when you go to Houston, I mean, obviously, it's always a good time. I mean, Todd Queering is a great host when we're up there, and uh, we got a lot of good friends there, and not a lot to do in that area, but we we like to go into Sioux Falls. Uh, I spend a lot of time. I'm a big baseball fan, so okay. uh, I'm very fortunate that I get to go and see all these ball games that I do, yep. major league and minor we'll league. Check but, out a Canaries uh, game or whatever. Yeah, I well, I became really good friends with the people that run the Canaries, uh, became friends with the uh, clubhouse manager. And uh, let me tell you, like, the hospitality that that ball club shows me, like, when I pull into town, I usually stay in their parking lot like three three or four days. Okay. Maybe go to two games. Uh, and they never charge me. And I've been to batting practice and everything, man. I'm telling you, like, 
those are the kind of things that nobody gets to experience. And oh, uh, they gave me a bat that I used and uh, you know, just good people. Uh, so go Canaries, you know, I'm always, uh, I'm always about going there. But, you know, if I can, my, my goal is to go to as many different teams as I possibly can. And uh, I've seen some crazy ones. I mean, we support New York. I went to, uh, oh, I don't even know what Auburn, I think the town is called. They were called the Auburn, Auburn Double Days. Uh, really low on the totem pole uh, as far as like whatever league they're in, but great ball game, great people. Um, the Akron Rubber Ducks. I mean, I've been to everything, and that's in Ohio. Uh, it's just fun to be able to do stuff like that because, you know, you're not going to get do that if you're not out on the road. Obviously. No, no, no. You, you know, and, go away you know, more we, than I do, anyhow. <laughs> well, you know, and, See, you know when you pull, don't. When you pull, when you, when you pull in the St. Louis area, you know, obviously I stay at Kenny Wallace's house and you better be damn sure, you know, you're going to a Cardinals game with him. Uh, <laughs> I probably see two to three games every year, um, with him and, uh, became a big Cardinals fan because of that. I, I have been to a Cardinals game once when I was a kid. Great stadium. Great stadium. My aunt My... lived down there and her sister-in-law worked for the organization. So we actually got a box seat to sit in. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. You know, like it's just, I like baseball. I mean, I don't like, I mean, I like other sports, but you know, we tend to be out, obviously our season's more of the summer and, you know, spring, summer and, you know, football's over. Uh, we might catch a hockey game or two before that season ends, but you know, we're out there when the baseball is going on. So, yeah, yeah. you know, obviously I'm going to go see as many games as I can. And, uh, it's been a fun time. Yeah. My son was there this last summer playing softball and saying, or not softball, playing basketball and so I, I took a tour of uh, the, muse stadium. the museum and Bush Stadium. And uh, yeah. that was, yeah. that was the, our guide was absolutely awesome. So being yeah, in the dugouts a, and everything, that was a lot of fun. I've been to a lot of major league games and I can't, and not just because I'm friends with Kenny. Um, I can't tell you another ballpark that has the electricity like that does. Yeah. 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 Their so, fans that's, are that's a great place. Yeah. yeah. No. All right. Well, we'll get into some rapid fire questions here just to find out a little bit more about you. So what's what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Well, you know, I like I tend to like just vanilla. Really I do. I, I like that birthday cake stuff too. It's pretty good. Okay. Yep. This one I know the answer to, I'm pretty sure, but um we have to ask it because we do it every show. But um cat or a dog person? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if everybody knows me, I have my my two cats that travel with me. So not that I'm not a dog person because I had dogs in my lifetime, but Smokey Bones and Miss Marbles are the greatest cats in the world. Uh, they love being on tour and uh, they got pretty famous. So yep. yeah, definitely a cat person. Well, dogs are a lot more of a pain in the butt to take on the road. Yeah. I, I never had to, had to do that, but you know, like I, I know, you know, well, I do love dogs though, because you know, I'm a big uh, fan of my buddy, Bubba Bowie. Uh, oh, yep. uh, Logan Schuhart's dog. Yep. So him and I, he's actually he has a a, a page that uh, his summer runs, and uh, he's actually a sponsor of one of my things this year. So okay. um, do a lot of things with Bubba Bowie, and you know Sheldon has Pella. Yep. Uh, most of the drivers have a dog. I'm I think I'm the only one that has cats. Well, Johnny Gibson has a cat. His name yep. is Claude that travels with him. So you bet. Um, do you have any hobbies? I mean, I don't know if you have enough time, but. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the hobby thing is like, yes, I don't really. I mean, I used to, but, but I don't have really have time to have a hobby. I guess uh, Going just to baseball a good games. time is my hobby. Baseball oh. games would work. Yeah, baseball is kind of a hobby. You're right. Um, how about that favorite movie? Oh, I'm a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh, yep. That. Those and Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm a big fan of those two. Uh, I can watch them over and over again. I don't matter. I can watch that movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, I've probably seen uh, Volume 1, Volume 2, at least, I don't know, 45, 50 times. Yeah. I can watch it every night. Yeah, volume uh, 1 is still my favorite, though. Yeah. Now, it's kind of funny. You know, the third one came out. I haven't watched it yet. I have it on DVD. Okay. Uh, uh, I just, I don't know. I just want to... It's kind of seems weird, but I want it to be the right time when I watch it. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know when that is, but. Yeah. 
Um, do you prefer snow or rain? Since you're down south, I think I know the answer. Yeah, you can have the snow, man. I, I have nothing to do with snow. Uh, hey, we've gotten rid of a lot of it in the last week. Yeah, I don't even like rain, but I'll take it over snow. All right, so if you were going to be stranded on an island, what album or what type of music would you have to have along to listen to? Oh, I'm a reggae guy, man. Okay. I, you will not ever hear me not listening to reggae. I'm uh, I'm reggae 100% of the time, and uh, it drives other people nuts, but I love it. So. Yep. Do you have a favorite place to go out to eat? Um, yeah. North Dakota. Yeah, like a thousand of them. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my probably my favorite though. When I'm down here, um, I got a few that I go to. But like, again, I I don't know why I want to say this, but um, Paris K comes to mind. But to tell you, my all time favorite is Moose's LZ. Yep. Now, not just because they sponsor my morning minute, but like, uh, great place when you're in Pennsylvania. Great food, great atmosphere. Uh, that's probably my favorite place. Um, how about a favorite holiday? Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Halloween. Uh, falls around my birthday kind of thing. So, you know, growing up, it was always a big deal for me. So Halloween's like my holiday. What app on your phone do you use the most? Oh, my God. Uh, Facebook, for sure, uh, obviously. But uh, I, I, I'd say Facebook's probably the biggest thing I'm on. Okay, now this one here will be all prior to the job you have now, because I'm sure you've never got a speeding ticket with driving Big Blue, but how many speeding tickets do you think you have in your lifetime? This is going to be crazy when you hear this. I have none. Zero. Really? That's like the last two weeks we've had two of them now. Yeah, that's just Is that right? Yeah, I never got, I got a warning, but I never got a ticket. So, um, yeah, no, no speeding tickets, man. So this one, let's see what you say here, though. So you haven't got caught, but what's the fastest you've ever actually driven on the road? Oh my goodness! I don't. Well, at least 110. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but I've been. I, I I drive pretty fast. Even this thing, the rig I drive. The, oh, don't let the company hear this. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm usually about 80 miles an hour average. But you know. We are in a lot of states where you can do that. So. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. on the interstate, you know, getting from place to place. Yeah, so. you, you just, you know, you get into your, I'm listening to reggae or whatever it may be, and I'm just cruising, and next thing you know, you look down, and you're like, holy shit, I better slow down. Oh, <laughs> um, well, been there, done yeah, that. I like, to, I like to drive fast, I do. Of course, what did Sammy say he went on that motorcycle? I don't know. That was two something. Yeah. 200 and something on a damn motorcycle. What Sam? Yeah, had well, that, time. yeah, that's that's kind of flirting with a lot of things, right? Oh, there. that's insane! Uh, if you ask me, a, but that was the V eight yeah. and uh, well, yeah, yeah, he had a Boss Hog or whatever, he had a V eight. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> Crazy. So, okay. Um. So this one's gonna be tough. Yeah. What is your go-to drink or beverage? Oh man. Uh, you know, yeah, that is tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is really tough. But I'd have to say I drink the most really is Captain and Coke. Yep, yep. That ain't yep. a bad one. I've had a few of them myself. No. That's one you never get tired of, you know what I mean? Yep. It's always, you know, I can do Tito's and Nos and Tito's and this, but, um, you know, I get bored with it or I don't like the taste after a while. But uh, Captain and Coke, you really never gets, you never really get tired of that. Yeah. Last one here for you. If, if money was not an object, <laughs> and this is kind of a tough one because he doesn't even own a car right feel. now. But if money was not an object, is there a car you always dreamed of owning? Oh, yeah, that's tough because I did have some sprint cars. But, uh, you know, I think really uh, I'd be definitely in the IndyCar range a little bit. Uh, okay. That'd be, that'd be pretty badass. But uh, I, actually, if I had a lot of money and there was no limit, I'd open up a racetrack. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Be that general manager you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I I think for some reason, you know, I don't know how much time I have left on this earth, and I always think I have more than I really do. But, um, you know, when I get tired of doing this, which probably will be never, um, you know, I, I just always wanted to run a track. So maybe that's my future. I don't know that. Um, I just know what I could do uh, if I was a GM of a racetrack or a promoter. It'd be the best one, I'll tell you that. Yep, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. Well, 
Wes, I don't know if we covered everything that, uh, I don't know if you want to promote your YouTube a little bit, but, uh, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I mean, you can't cover enough with me. I could talk for three hours straight and <laughs> not even miss a beat, but, uh, and people say I talk too much, but there's so much, you know, there's so much out here that I see and do. And I have a lot of stories. Uh, some I can't remember some I can, um, some are alcohol involved, some aren't, but, um, yeah, you know, I just like when people follow my page living like outlaws, I'm on Facebook, uh, X formerly Twitter, uh, Instagram and YouTube. And, uh, I have two great people that work for me that helped me make that possible. And, uh, Katie and Darren and, uh, without them, I wouldn't even be where I'm at. So, um, yeah, follow me, man. It's, it's just about our life on the road and, uh, a little extra, you know, our youth program. You can follow some of my kids. Yep. Uh, we're getting ready to, uh, I plan on doing a lot more video type stuff this year. So it's going to be a little bit of work, but I think, uh, the fans are looking for certain things and, uh, I'm going to bring, it. um, I got some tricks up my sleeve, so we're about to get famous. There you go. I, I've been I've been enjoying it, you know. Other than when you rub it in my face a little bit, you know, you're out for your morning walks when you're in Florida. <laughs> oh, it's a little chilly today. It's like 58 out is all. And yeah. <laughs> There's like, oh, that'd be nice. Here. There's a guy down here that works down here at the track, and he says, "Why do you always got to tell everybody the temperature every day?" I'm like, you know, I don't have to, but I do it because. Uh, I just try to keep people posted on the temperature if they're coming down here. Well, uh, kind of why I do it, but uh, yeah, it's fun and, to know what the weather's rubbing, like at the track. Rubbing. So yeah, a little rubbing too. It's it's all good, you know. Uh, <laughs> I chose Florida as home, and I I love this state, man. I'm I mean I don't I don't get to spend a lot of time in it anymore, but um, Florida's been good to me. It'll be home forever, probably. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time down here, and the weather is just. Yeah, it gets cold here, and and yep. people that come to the Dirt Car Nationals, they know that. But uh, it's better than the cold up there, where <laughs> they may be. Well, we choose uh, to live here, and and I I have no intention on leaving. I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> I, I whine and snivel, but I do that all the time. So, well, you get used to it, I guess. Yep. You know, and uh, but you know the anticipation for racing season when you live up in the northern states is like got to be insane. Yeah. Yeah, we're waiting for it. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, we we get our Tried fix nut, now. With all the with all the streaming, you know, we got to watch Australia, and we've been watching Florida now. So we, we you know we yeah. keep our fix going, but it ain't the same as sitting at the track and getting dirt in your face and smelling the fumes and stuff. Yeah. That is it, brother. I mean, life's, that's what we hope. You know, yeah. people keep coming to the races and supporting what we do, and uh, you know, I will try my best to show the backside of our life out here and. Uh, Hopefully that'll grow and, you know, the fans will enjoy it. So, you know, we're, we're in the, we're in the best sport there is really. Um, I think, I think, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough life that we do out here, but we do it because we love it and we love it for the fans and we want to, you know, try to be better every time. So. Well, that's like going back to sitting at the track. That's like the other night we were here when Austin McCarl kind of stepped on his whatever, yeah, you know, I went to the back, and we're like, God, that'd be nice to be there now, because then we could watch Austin, because you knew he was going to come, oh, and he you're came. not going to see it oh, on TV. Came. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good run for him coming back up through there. Yeah. Right? What he ended up fourth. Fourth. Yeah. I mean, that was going to be a lot of fun to watch, and we knew we weren't going to get to see it. So it's like, ah, this is one of the nights you need to be at the track. Yeah, I pulled up. I pulled up next to him on the safety buggy, and you could tell he was frustrated. I mean, oh, I was I'm sure. Gonna, I wasn't going to push his buttons. I just rolled up there and said, are you okay? Uh, you need push, correct? And he just said, yeah, push me off. Yep. And, uh, you know, I knew he wasn't broke, but, you know, you got to ask those questions. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you can see it in his face. It was a, a, a heartbreaker for him. But uh, he did come back and, and do really well with it. So uh, he had a good week here. He, oh, really, yeah. he really did. Yep. yep. All right. Well, thanks so much, Wes. And, you know, have a great year. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate you guys taking the time out for me and having me on. And, uh, yeah, we're going to live it up. And yeah. uh, uh, we'll see you down somewhere on the road. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll get to see you several times this year yet. So, All right, right on. Make sure you get a Almost Famous Suvi selfie, okay? We'll work on that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Have a right good on. one. Thank you, buddy. 
Hello everyone, happy holidays. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Jaden Snyder and I'm currently a physical therapy student at the University of Iowa, as well as a personal trainer and former collegiate athlete. And I'm Colin Snyder. I'm currently a strength coach at the University of Texas at Arlington and a former collegiate athlete as well. We have teamed up to create Snyder Health Recovery and Performance Training, also known as Sharp Training. This is an online personal training service with different programs that are catered to your needs and goals. Sharp Training includes both pre-made and custom programs that are delivered on a monthly subscription basis. These are delivered through the Team Builder app, along with exercise demo videos and further instructions that you may need. Purchase of a program also includes free access to a PDF guide called the Sharp Edge. This includes diet, supplement, sleep, and other lifestyle habits that you can implement to improve your health and performance. Hey, Dole, he did really good. That was a lot of fun. Like you said, he could go for three hours. <laughs> That'd be like a David Gravel interview uh, then. Yeah, no kidding. He'd go for an hour and a half sometimes, but he done. I thought it was, it was a lot of fun to listen just to, you know, what he all does and. You know, it's it's not just showing up at the track and you sit there and sell T-shirts. I mean, it's it's not that simple. And he's going to do more this year. Yeah, yeah, you he's going to get himself so, a little busier yet. So it'll be fun to see what he all comes out with. Absolutely. Besides the shot count. Yeah, yeah. How many wings? Thousand and something. Thousand eighty-one or something like that. It's quite a few. That's a lot of wings. But you know, you're on the road. You're eating out all the time, probably. Yeah. And it's chicken. I mean, it's not like oh, it's... Oh, yeah, chicken's healthy, ain't it? Chicken, yeah, dang. I'm sure he wasn't eating all the... the Sauces with it or the French yeah. fries or onion rings to go with it. <laughs> I wound up anyhow because I'm such a health nut. Yeah, yeah, you and Anyways, a lot of fun. So, Great show. You bet. So, we'll see who we have next week. But, Wes, uh, thanks a lot and safe travels this year.